1: Broadcasting Company brings you Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment. The time, 10 p.m. The place, the spacious drawing room of a villa in the south of France overlooking the Mediterranean. a stout man in a velvet dressing gown sits at the piano, his stubby fingers gliding expertly over the keys.
2: Come in, Philippe.
3: Oh. Oh, I I thought you were Philippe, my butler.
4: You were wrong,
5: Barranco. Who are you? And how did you get into my villa? I'm called Dominic. And I walked in. But what do you want? Only a trifle, Baroncus. Your life. What? Such a discord.
1: Him in such pictures as Canyon Passage, American Romance, and The Great McGinty. Now here is our star, Brian Donlevy, on another two-fisted portrayal as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment.
6: Well, here he is, Commissioner. Guess where I found him. Uh, on second thought, better not guess.
7: Steve. Hello, Commissioner. Well, where am I going this time? Paris. Paris. Hey, uh, what was her name now? Don't count on that, Steve.
5: And no horse races either. Mm. This isn't a pleasure trip. It's strictly business and dangerous business. (laughs) I might have known. Okay, Commissioner, let's have it. Steve, last week a man fell down an elevator shaft in Bombay. Died instantly. Five days ago, a private plane crashed near Stockholm. The owner also died instantly. Oh, So there have been a couple of accidents around the world. What's that got to do with me? We thought they were accidents at first, but night before last, a third man was murdered in his villa in the south of France, shot to death while sitting at his piano. (laughs) Can anyone play that bad? Steve, there's a tie-in between these three men, one that's tremendously important to us. These dead men were all millionaires in their own countries. Two weeks ago, seven of them met to plan a giant merger. What kind of a merger? They pooled all their capital to form a holding company which would finance industrial expansion in backward countries. I see.
7: We believe that interests hostile to the plan are obstructing it. Well, sounds like a pretty effective way to obstruct it, all right. Killing off the partners. You say there were seven originally. That leaves four now. Three. Last night, the killer struck again. What? In Paris.
5: Two of the partners had dinner together. Marcel Laborde... And the American, Scott Wheeler.
7: As they left the cafe, they were fired on. The board was killed. You know, I'm beginning to think you've got a nice, safe job picked out for me, Commissioner. I get to play bodyguard, huh?
5: As usual, you'll pose as a foreign correspondent after an interview with the American, Scott Wheeler. Actually, your job is to protect him and the other surviving partners. And to get to the bottom of these killings.
7: Where is this Scott Wheeler staying? At
5: the Hotel Brevant. That will be your first stop in Paris. Hmm. Ruth got my press credentials and passport ready. And your plane ticket. You take off in two hours. Steve, we don't want anything to interfere with the plans of these men. Those killings have got to be stopped. That's your assignment, Steve. Good luck. <laughs>
8: Ah, welcome to Hotel Bravo, monsieur. Uh, what type of accommodation would you prefer? I'll let you know later.
7: Right now, I'd like the number of Scott Wheeler's room here.
6: I beg your pardon.
7: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello.
6: You wish to see Mr. Wheeler? That's right. May I ask your name?
7: You may. I'm Steve Mitchell. I'm a foreign correspondent.
6: Hello. I'm Martha Vaughn. May I see your credentials?
7: Mm-hmm.
6: Your Your press credentials. May I please see them?
7: Yes, I guess so. I don't quite understand.
6: I'm Scott Wheeler's secretary.
7: Oh, oh, sure. Here they are.
6: Thank you, Mr. Mitchell. It's just that we don't wish to take any chances, particularly after the recent attempt on Mr. Wheeler's life.
7: Matter of fact, that's what I want to interview him about.
6: Oh? All right. I'll take you up to his suite, if you don't mind.
7: Should I mind?
6: Clerk. Uh, we miss
5: you. That man who was just here... He was Steve Mitchell. Uh, in oui, way, he was a friend
6: of yours.
5: In a way. Thank you.
6: Uh, monsieur, you wish to leave a message for him? No.
5: I will deliver it to him later in person. Go on in, Mr. Mitchell. Thank you. Hello, Martha.
6: Well, Mr. Wheeler, this is Steve Mitchell. He's a foreign correspondent from the United States.
5: Hello. Glad to know you, Mitchell. Meet my associate, Gordon Hemsley.
3: Hi. How do you do? Well, I'll be running along, Wheeler. Ring me up as soon as Voorhees arrives, will you? Okay.
6: Uh, Good day, gentlemen.
3: Well, what can I
5: do for you, Mitchell?
6: Well, I believe he'd like a story about the shooting night before last, Mr. Wheeler.
5: That's right. There's not much to tell. LaBord and I had dinner together, took a walk afterward... Laborde felt like a cognac, so we stopped in a little place called La Patate. La Patate? That's slang for potato, isn't it? Yes. They think of some strange names for their bars. Anyway, we had a drink and left. Just as we went out the door, I heard some quick footsteps behind us. I started to turn around. The next thing I knew, one bullet whistled by my ear, another one hit
7: Laborde and killed him. I see. I'd uh, like to take a look at this bar uh, where the shooting took place.
5: La Patate?
7: Yeah. Where is it? Well, it's sort of a hard
5: place to find. Martha, why don't you show Mitchell where it is? All right with you,
7: Mitchell? I can't think of a guide I'd rather have, Mr. Wheeler. Thank you.
6: <laughs> I'll try not to get you lost, Mr. Mitchell. Would that be bad? Come on. <laughs>
7: So this is the potato. <laughs> Sounds like a hot potato right now. That's some music.
6: <laughs> That's what they call Le Jazz Haute, Mr. Mitchell.
7: <laughs> I can believe it. <laughs> you know, I've got one rule with all my guides, Martha. Mm-hmm. They call me Steve.
6: <laughs> all right. You sound like you've had a lot of guides, Steve.
7: <laughs> I get lost easily.
6: No.
7: You uh, worked for Mr. Wheeler very long, Martha?
6: What? Uh, About a year.
7: Like it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. You seem to be talking about me all of a sudden, Steve. I thought it was the attempt on Mr. Wheeler's life you were interested in.
7: (laughs) I've got a two-track mind. Okay, I'll get back on track one. Now, as I get it, Wheeler and Laborde came here, had one drink, and left.
6: Yes, the shooting took place right outside. Apparently, someone followed... What's the matter? Steve. That little man who just walked by.
7: What? Oh, the gent with squeaky shoes? What about
6: him? Well, I've noticed him hanging around the lobby of our hotel lately. What? Yes. And night before last, just after Mr. Wheeler and Laborde went out to dinner, he left too.
7: Hey, maybe we should have a talk with him. Steve,
6: look. He saw us watching him. He's going out the front door. Come on. I wonder... What? Nothing. Nothing. We'll talk about it later.
7: There he goes in that cab. Come
6: on. There's another cab over here.
7: Yeah. Driver?
8: Uh, we must your taxi cab, huh?
7: Yeah. That cab, hightail it down the street. Don't let it out of your sight. Let's go. Squeaky Shoes knows he's being followed all right. That cab of his is really traveling.
6: Steve, look. He's stopping in front of that building in the next block.
7: Yeah. He's running inside. Driver, pull up behind that other cab. Oui, monsieur. Hey, what kind of a building is this, anyway?
6: What... The museum, Steve.
7: Museum? Okay, we'll look inside. Some museum, Martha. Looks like King Arthur's Round Table.
6: Uh-huh. We're in the medieval room, Steve. The armor, the weapons, and the tapestries are all from the Middle Ages.
7: Uh, too many places for squeaky shoes to hide. Look at all those drapes.
6: He's got to be in here somewhere, Steve. Unless
7: there's a back door to this place.
6: I didn't think of that.
7: Boy, <laughs> these suits of armor really must have been comfortable on a hot day.
6: <laughs> Look at the battle axe with this suit.
7: Yeah, it reminds me of a lot of old mother-in-law jokes. Well, come on, let's go. Oh,
6: Steve, watch out. Huh? The armor, the battle axe, it's falling. Hey. Oh, oh. Steve, Steve, you all right?
7: Yeah. Oh. I almost got a haircut the hard way. Look, help me get this tin tuxedo off me.
6: Oh, yes, of course. <clears throat> oh, <Yeah. laughs>
7: Somebody behind the drape shoved it over. He's probably long gone by now. Well, come on, Martha. Let's go back to Wheeler's suite. Mr. Wheeler, I think it's time we laid a few cards on the table. I'm not just after a story. I've been assigned to investigate these killings. Here are my credentials. I see.
6: Mr. Wheeler, in that case, I'd better tell Mr. Mitchell what I was going to tell you.
7: What do you mean, Martha?
6: The little man with the squeaky shoes. Yesterday, I saw him at the door to Mr. Hemsley's suite, like he'd just come out.
7: What? You sure about that, Martha?
6: Later, I saw him go into a rooming house across the street.
7: Hmm. Mr. Wheeler, this squeaky shoes boy could be the one who took a shot at you and Laborde the other night. But what would he be doing in Hemsley's room? I don't know yet. Come on, Martha. Let's take a look at that rooming house.
6: I think this is it, Steve.
7: Looks like a real dive, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. But at least it's a convenient location just across the street from Hemsley's Hotel.
6: You think there is some connection between them, Steve?
7: Let's go in. Fresh air would really smell funny in here.
6: There don't seem to be any rooms downstairs, Steve.
7: Come on, we'll try the stairway.
6: Steve, wait. You hear that?
7: Yeah. Squeaky shoes.
6: There he is at the head of the stairs.
7: Hey, you. Wait a minute. I want to talk to you. Just... Hey, what's the matter with you?
6: Steve, he's bleeding.
7: He's grabbing at his chest. Get out of
9: the way, Martha. Here he comes.
6: Holy smoke. Steve, is he still breathing?
7: Not anymore.
1: In just a moment, our star Brian Donlevy returns as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment. Today, the armed forces of the United States are concerned with hundreds of contributions to the activities of peace. America's forces are scientific forces devoted largely to the training of scientists and technicians specialists in the techniques that make for better living in peacetime. Yes, America's armed forces constitute the world's greatest scientific enterprise. And to man that enterprise, the services are seeking suitable trainees capable of profiting from education and capable of leadership and responsibility. For the right men, the armed forces offer a whole world of technical training, training for the service and for the future. So if you're thinking of an active career, an educational career, a vital career... Think of the armed forces of the United States. Now, the National Broadcasting Company brings you Act Two of Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell. Time, 30 seconds later. Steve and Martha have run up the stairs and are searching the dead man's room.
6: Nothing here that I can see, Steve.
7: A uh, killer must have gone out the window, Martha. Still open. Well,
2: let's go on back.
6: Uh, Steve. Hmm? Looks like the doorway is occupied.
2: Hmm? Oh. I'm Inspector Brissac of the Sûreté. Your name, monsieur? Steve Mitchell. I'm a foreign correspondent. This is Miss
7: Martha Vaughan. Mademoiselle?
2: Inspector? Monsieur, what connection exists between you and the dead man downstairs?
7: Connection? None at all. Then what are you doing in his room? Trying to find the guy who stabbed him a couple of minutes ago. And you do not know the dead man at all? I don't even know the guy's
2: name. It is Dominique. Dominique? Is that supposed to mean something to me? It does to most of the police in Europe, monsieur. Dominique was a hired killer. Oh? Uh, You happen to know who his last boss was? No, monsieur, but we had heard Dominique was in Paris and had trailed him here. As you see... A few moments too late.
7: Yeah. Well, look, Inspector, this is all very nice. But if you'll excuse me, I have a transatlantic call to
2: put in. You say you are a foreign correspondent, Monsieur Mitchell. That's why the telephone call. My boss likes to hear from me now and then. Monsieur, perhaps your interest in this affair is greater than the procuring of a mere story, and perhaps not. Well, you've covered all the possibilities, Inspector. In any case, you will please keep yourself available for questioning. Paris is a big city, monsieur, but I am quite capable of finding you, should you choose to hide. Kindly, do not put me to the trouble.
5: Yes, sir. It's Steve
6: calling from Paris, Commissioner. He's on the line now.
5: Go ahead. Hello?
7: Hello, Commissioner.
5: Steve, how are you doing?
7: Who knows? <laughs> a few hours ago, I had a near-miss with a battle axe. What? Oh, uh, no one you know. Now, Steve. No, I mean literally, Commissioner. I had a hot lead for a while, a hired killer who needed a new pair of shoes. His name was Dominic. Was? Yeah. Somebody with a sharp knife beat me to him.
5: Hmm. And the other lead, Steve?
7: Well, there may be a tie-in between Dominic and the Englishman. Gordon Hemsley, one of the partners. Yeah, that's right. Nothing definite on him yet. There's still someone missing from the party, a third surviving partner, Carl Voorhees. He's supposed to arrive from Amsterdam tomorrow.
5: Tomorrow? Why, Steve, we have information that Voorhees has been in Paris for two days.
7: Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Incidentally, Commissioner, I wish you'd check on the exact terms of that merger.
5: All right, Steve. Why?
7: Oh, just a hunch I'm working on. Cable, what information you can get to me at the Hotel Brevant. I'm on my way back there now to talk to Wheeler again.
5: Mitchell, I'm no hero. If I'd known what this merger was going to mean, I'd never have gone into it in spite of the good I know it'll do. But it's too late to back out now. All the papers have been signed.
6: I think you should leave Paris, Mr. Wheeler.
5: Don't worry. As soon as this meeting's over, I'm going
7: to. What's the timetable on the meeting, Mr. Wheeler?
5: Voris is coming in tomorrow from Amsterdam. He, Hemsley, and I are meeting tomorrow night around 10 to set a few final details. Then the quicker I get out of Paris, the better. Who?
6: I'll go, Mr. Wheeler. Who is it, please?
5: Carl Voris. Voris? Good evening, Wheeler. Hello, Voris. I wasn't expecting you until tomorrow. I decided to come tonight. Do you know Martha?
7: Uh, For
5: This is Steve Mitchell, a foreign correspondent.
7: Hello. Man here, Mitchell. Uh, You say you just got in, Mr. Voorhees? Uh, An hour ago. That's funny. I heard you got in two days ago. That is a lie. Is
5: it? Man here, Mitchell. My affairs are no concern of yours. Uh, Where are you staying, Voorhees? At the Continental. Oh, just across the street. Well, it's too late to get anything done tonight, Voorhees. Where's Hemsley? Hemsley? He's staying at the Splendide. I suggest we meet here in my suite tomorrow night. How about
4: 9.30?
5: Mm. Yeah. I see you then, Rita. Good night. Good night, Follain. And night. mine here, Mitchell. Good night.
6: I wonder what he's been doing those two days he's been here.
5: So do I. Mr. Mitchell, I'm worried. I'd appreciate it if you'd be here tomorrow night for that meeting also.
7: Might be a good idea.
5: If you could get here before the rest
9: come, say, a little before 9?
7: Okay. Well, I'm going over to see your partner, Gordon Hemsley. You better stay in your room all day tomorrow, Mr. Wheeler. I'll see you tomorrow night, about a quarter to nine.
0: This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan, Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Really,
3: Mr. Mitchell, I can't say I relish being disturbed this late at night just because you want some sort of silly interview.
7: Well, I'd like at least to get a statement from you, Mr. Hemsley. Seven of you put through a merger. So far, four partners have been killed. That leaves just three of you. Yourself, Wheeler, and Voorhees.
8: Oh, I'll get it, Mr. Hemsley. Right, home.
3: Uh, very well, Mr. Mitchell, I'll give you a statement. This merger will accomplish a great deal of good. I personally intend to carry it through regardless of threats or any consequences to me.
7: Uh, speaking of threats, can you throw any light on the death of a hired killer named Dominic?
3: Dominic? I, uh, I, I don't know anyone by that name.
7: Don't you? He was seen outside your room shortly before he was
3: killed. Why, I. Uh, uh, Mr. Hensley. Yes? It's mm-hmm. Voorhees on the telephone. He said when he was here this afternoon, he forgot to ask. Voorhees he here? Never mind, never mind. I'll take the call. Uh, you have your statement, Mr. Mitchell. Would you please excuse me? Sure. And thanks. See you around.
7: <laughs>
5: I wish I'd set this meeting earlier. What time is it, Mitchell? Two minutes to nine,
7: Wheeler. Oh. uh, Care for another drink? Thanks. Wheeler, you ever hear of a thing called a squeeze play? Squeeze play? Oh. Here's your drink. Thanks. How uh, sure are you of your partners, Hemsley and Voorhees? What are you getting at, Mitchell? They met yesterday afternoon. What does that mean? I'm not sure yet.
5: Well, I wish I'd never gotten into this deal in the first place. Come on, let's go into the drawing
7: room. It's a little more cheerful in there. Okay. Incidentally, I've been meaning to ask you. You say you hired Martha about a year ago. That's right. Who recommended her to you? Let's see. Why, it was Hemsley. Uh Uh-huh. After you, Mitchell. Uh Where are the lights,
5: Wheeler? Over on the other wall. Okay, I'll get...
7: You're bleeding. Shot. Shoulder, I think. What happened?
5: Don't know. Saw someone hit you on the head. I tried to dodge.
7: Shot me in the shoulder. Then he ran out. Okay. Ought to be a doctor in the hotel. I'll sure. get him. Then I'll call the police.
2: Monsieur Mitchell, once again I find you at the scene of a crime. Believe me, Inspector, it was not my choice either time. Yeah) uh, You say you were unconscious when Monsieur Wheeler was shot. Have you any idea how long you were unconscious? Just a few seconds. I heard the
7: clock start to strike nine as I walked into this room, and it was still striking when I came to. Uh,
2: That stain and broken glass on the carpet, uh, what do they represent?
7: Well, part of the glass is from my wristwatch, I guess. The rest of it and the stain are from the drink I was holding
3: in my hand when I got slugged.
6: Steve, what's happened?
3: Martha... Well, Hemsley... The gendarme at the door said something about a shooting, Mitchell. Yeah, Wheeler was shot.
6: What? Oh, Steve, is he he still alive?
3: Yeah, yeah, he's in the next room with
7: the doctor. He's going to be all right. I just think it's a flesh room.
6: Oh.
7: That's good news. Is it,
2: Hemsley? What do you mean by that, Mitchell? Skip it. Uh, Permit me, I am Inspector Brissac of the Surete. Did you two come over here together?
6: No, we just happened to arrive together, Inspector. I see. My, my room is just down the hall.
2: Permit me to inquire as to your movements for the past hour.
6: Why, I, I was in my room reading.
2: And Mademoiselle has a, a witness?
6: What? No. Hmm.
2: And you, Monsieur Hemsey?
6: Uh, uh, Wheeler had scheduled
3: a meeting for 9.30. I waited in my hotel until it was time to come over. Then I... I came over. So? Incidentally, where's Carl Voorhees?
2: Why, I expected to find him here for the meeting. I will answer. Brissac speaking. Oui, Gérard. What is that? So. You are sure of the time? Merci. At nine o'clock, Monsieur Voriz called room service for some eyes. When the boy arrived, five minutes later, he found Voorhees with a bullet through his heart. It is indeed a perplexing case, Mitchell. Our killer moves very fast. He shoots Monsieur Wheeler and kills Monsieur Forey's all in the space of ten minutes. Yeah,
7: of course, for he slept just down the street from Wheeler. Mm. Oh, it is my turn to buy the drinks, Monsieur. Oh, I've still got some here. I think I'll just have a little ice in it, as you prefer. Hey, Monsieur, how long has it been since our last drink? Uh, oh, Twenty, perhaps thirty minutes. Yeah. Look, Inspector, you asked me about that stain on the carpet of Wheeler's drawing room. I said it was broken glass and liquor. That is correct, Mitchell. Was there any ice on the carpet? Uh, No, no, there
1: was not. Hmm.
7: Inspector, half an hour ago, I got a cable
2: from the commissioner. Here, take a look at it. Hmm. Terms of merger such that in event of one partner's death, his voting interest passes to survivors. Mm hmm.
7: Now, if you'll round up everyone in Wheeler's room in a few minutes, I think I can deliver you one grade A killer. How's the shoulder, Mr.
3: Wheeler?
5: Coming along, but I don't understand the purpose of this meeting.
3: What's it all about, Steve? Yes,
2: being summoned here
3: like like
2: fugitives from justice. Monsieur Mitchell is host at this gathering. He will explain. And I'll make it short. The person who shot
7: Mr. Wheeler in the shoulder and killed Voorhees is undoubtedly the same one who hired Dominic to kill the other partners.
6: You mean one man's behind this whole thing, Steve?
7: One man. Or woman, Martha.
0: Hmm?
7: I'd like to show you how that killer arranged the shootings tonight. Mr. Wheeler, this clock that was striking when I got slugged, has it been running okay lately? Why, yes, it has. Matter of fact, Martha took it to be fixed a couple of days ago. I see.
6: Well, I don't see, Steve. What are you driving at?
7: When I got knocked out, the clock was striking nine. When I came to, it was still striking. So I figured I'd just been out a few seconds. Actually, I was unconscious nearly 20 minutes. Long enough for the killer to get to Voorhees' hotel, kill him, come back, reset the clock, and then shoot himself in the shoulder. What? I say. Watch about it, Monsieur William? I'm afraid Mr. Mitchell's imagination is working overtime. Mitchell, do you actually think I'd shoot myself? If the stakes were high enough, and in this deal they are. You'd already knocked off four of your partners. That left only Voorhees and Hemsley in your way.
3: I say, Voorhees and I were getting a little suspicious of Wheeler. We met yesterday afternoon to talk about it. My patience with your sense of humor is wearing thin, Mitchell. You're making a lot of statements that would be very difficult to prove.
7: You're wrong there. I can prove most of them with the help of just one... Ice cube. Ice cube? Yeah. When I came to, all the ice in my drink had melted. Yet just now, down in the bar, it took the ice in my drink almost 20 minutes to melt. Well, monsieur Wheeler... I... But it'd be kind of hard to explain that away, wouldn't
2: it, Wheeler? Wouldn't it? I have nothing to say until I've seen my lawyers. That can be easily arranged, monsieur. They will find it easy to locate you. You will be in prison...
6: Going to have some time to play in Paris, Steve.
7: I'm afraid not, Martha.
6: Too bad. Take a look at the newspaper. It's full of things to do, places to go. We could have a lot of fun.
7: <laughs> you don't have to sell me on that. I. Hey.
6: Hmm?
7: Look at this picture of the horse race. Well, what about? Well, the horses are running in the wrong direction.
6: What? Oh. <laughs> no, that's the way they do over here, Steve. The horses run clockwise instead of counterclockwise, like in the States.
7: You know something? What? I think I'd better stay here a couple of days after all.
6: Oh, wonderful.
7: Yeah. The way I pick horses, I could clean up a fortune. Oh. Mine always run backwards.
1: just heard the fifth in an exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Dangerous Assignment is written by Bob Reif and directed by Bill Carn, with music by Bruce Ashley. Be with us again next week at this same time when Brian Donlevy starring as Steve Mitchell will embark on another Dangerous Assignment. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. The National Broadcasting Company brings you Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment. The time, sunset. The place, a small fishing village on the coast of Portugal. Two fishermen trudge wearily homeward past a deserted monastery near the waterfront. A sudden sound breaks the stillness of the evening air. Sanchez, listen. Huh? The
9: monastery bell is ringing. Oh, but that is impossible, Naranya. No one has lived in that monastery for five years. Now it's quiet. Come, Sanchez. We better go see.
8: Oh, Naranya,
3: here is some food and blankets. Someone has been living here. Oh, Sanchez,
9: look! Oh, madre mia. A man hanging from the bell rope. Quick, let us cut him down. It's too late, Naranja. He is dead.
1: You've seen him in such pictures as Wake Island, Stand By for Action, and Command Decision. Now, here is our star, Brian Donlevy, in another two fisted portrayal as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment.
5: Hi, Commissioner. You know,
7: you pull me away from more big deals. I want to talk to you about Alan
8: Prescott, Steve.
5: Oh, is he back? That's good. No, he's not back. Steve, Alan Prescott is dead. Let me have that again. I'm sorry, Steve. I know he was one of your best friends. Alan dead?
7: How did it happen, Commissioner? He
5: was found hanging from a bell rope in a deserted monastery. Where? Portuguese fishing village. Zimbra is the name of it. What was he doing there? Alan had been assigned to investigate rumors about a wholesale racket to smuggle aliens into the United States. Oh, Looks like he got too warm. Yeah. Steve, I figured you'd want this assignment. I do. Have we any contacts over there? One, and for a change, it's a man we know, we can trust. He's helped us before in the past, and he was working with Alan on this illegal entry investigation.
7: What's his name? Perez.
5: He runs a pet shop in Nazimbra. That'll be your first stop in Portugal. Okay. As usual, you'll pose as a foreign correspondent. Steve, I want you to go over there and find the men who killed Alan and get enough information so we can smash their racket. You've got your assignment.
6: Good luck. Flight 9 now departing for Bermuda, the Azores and Lisbon, Portugal. All aboard please.
9: His pet shop and his light is still on. Yeah. Okay, driver. Here you are. Oh, gracias. You uh, want me to wait for you,
7: senor? No, thanks.
2: Ah! Hey. Senor Perez, there's many birds in his shop, senor.
7: <laughs> so I hear.
2: Good night, senor.
7: Night. Boy, what a an menagerie. Anybody home, Perez? Perez? <laughs> okay, Polly, you call him too. Hey, okay. Perez! Perez! Perez!
4: Perez! Stop! You're choking me!
7: Oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey, what's the matter, Polly? Oh. You got a persecution complex? Oh, maybe Perez is in the back room here. Perez? Perez? Perez?
8: You're choking
7: me! Oh, oh shut up. Oh, dark in here. I wonder where he is.
8: Come in a uh, close the door. What? I have a gun. Do as I say.
7: Okay. Look, Perez, I want to talk to you. I'm a friend of Alan Prescott's.
8: I will turn on the lights.
7: That's better. I, uh... Perez, what's the matter? You're bleeding.
8: There has been a fight. Here, here. I... Come on over here and sit down. Let me help you. There. Thank you. I will be all right. What happened? Two men came into my shop with knives, tried to kill me. I got my gun and drove them off. When I heard you come in a minute ago, I thought they had come back. Yeah, I guess that's what your parrot thought too. You say you are a friend of Alan Prescott? Yeah. You were sent to take over the case he was working on, huh? That's right. The alien smuggling ring. I was working on it with Senor Prescott. How much had he found out? Why, so far very little, Senor. However, I expect to come into possession of some valuable information tomorrow.
7: Okay, I'll check with
8: you then. Now, you better get a doctor to look after those cuts, Perez.
7: I'm going to the police station.
10: The sergeant are at the desk that you wish to see me, senor?
7: Yeah. You in charge of the police here? At the moment, I am Lieutenant Vieira, senor. uh... Steve Mitchell. I'm a foreign correspondent. I just flew in from the States to see. Same,
10: you landed at Lisbon, took the train to Mazimbra by taxi cab to the patch-up of Senor Perez. What? Remained there 30 minutes, then walked here to the police station.
7: Huh. I didn't know my activities were a matter of such interest to you.
10: I have been sent here from
7: Lisbon to investigate certain matters, senor. So at the moment, I am interested in everyone who comes to Mazimbra. Yeah? Well, a friend of mine came here a couple of days ago he got killed in a deserted monastery. Uh,
10: You are perhaps referring to Alan Prescott, uh, another so-called foreign correspondent? What do you mean, so-called? There are indications that he was investigating the existence of an organization to smuggle Europeans into the United States.
7: You're right, Lieutenant Vieira. And I've been assigned to take over the investigation. I see. You have proof of this? Yeah. Here are my credentials.
10: So... Senor Michel, there is something in the next room which may be of interest to you. Oh? After you, Senor? Hey, <laughs> this looks like the morgue. For the present, it must serve. Five bodies? Sim. They were found under one of the
7: fishing wharves, their hands and feet securely tied. Mm. You figure that these men were some of the paying customers in this alien smuggling racket? It is possible. Yeah. Maybe things got a little too hot for the smugglers all of a sudden, so they dumped these guys in the water. Who discovered the bodies? We did. Our police launch patrols the entire
10: bay every day at sunset.
7: I see. Any identification on any of them? Their pockets were empty. But
10: we were able to identify this man.
7: How? Oh. From his fingerprints. Mm,
10: got a criminal record, huh? See, si. His name is Luis Delgada from Villa Real to the north of here. He has been living there with his sister, Maria Delgada.
7: Might be a good idea to pay Maria a visit. I was about to suggest it, senor Michel. Let's go. How much farther to Villa Real, lieutenant? But a few miles, Michel. <laughs> you sure believe in taking precautions, don't you? Senor? Having one of your boys, Taylor. Talos? I uh, I do not understand, Mitchell. Well, that car behind us. It's been following us for the last ten minutes. I gave no orders to follow us, Michel. What? Then who Hey! Hey, he's coming up at us. Can you Fast. see? Who it is? No, it's too dark. Yero, watch out. He's trying to run us off the road. Get down, Vera. get down! Hey, we're standing. Hey, freeze yourself!
4: Watch
7: out! Ah. Boy, that was close. Nice driving, Vera. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Well, somebody's sure anxious to put us out of the way. Beginning to look like we're on the right trail. Si. We will continue our trip to the Delgado house in Real. I
10: regret to bring you this news of your brother's death, Signorita Delgado.
11: Sure. You say he was drowned in the bay, Signor Lieutenant. How did he get there?
10: Uh, that is a question, Senorita. You, you mean he was murdered, Senorita Delgado? If you do not mind, Signor Mitchell and
7: I will ask the questions. Maria, uh, did you notice your brother talking to any strangers the last few days?
11: Strangers? Hmm. He, he talked to no strangers.
7: Well, when he left home, did he say where he was going?
11: He, he told me nothing,
10: Senorita. I think you are withholding information. No,
11: it is not true. I tell you everything I, I know. I must
10: remind you that your brother Luis Delgada had a criminal record. That was
11: long ago when he was in trouble. My brother was a good man.
10: Perhaps he intended to commit a crime when he left that here. Is a Perhaps lie. that
11: is why
5: he
10: would not lies, tell you where he was lies. going. he
11: was not going to commit a crime. He was going to the United States to live with my uncle. I. I do not remember what he told me.
10: I see. Have you anything more to tell us? Very well. Signor Mitchell? Yeah, let's go. Thanks, Maria. We will question you more if necessary,
7: signorita. Night. Well, Maria sure clammed up all of a sudden. But not until she told us what we wanted to hear. See, You know, it's a cinch that some of the arrangements on these deals are made in the United States... I wish we knew the name of that Uncle Maria spelled about. It is Emilio Delgado. What? As you were talking to
10: the senorita, I noticed on the table an envelope addressed to her dead brother. In the upper left-hand corner was the name Emilio Delgado. Was there an address? I, uh, I do not know if it was an address or not. Uh, Mitchell, in the United States, is there a place called Bronx?
7: Bronx? Mm-hmm. Yeah... That's an address, all right. Well, good work, Lieutenant. Let's go to the nearest telegraph office.
6: Here's a report from Steve, Commissioner.
5: Thanks, Ruth. Definitely on trail of illegal entry racket. Go on.
6: You must be working fast, Commissioner.
5: Apparently, last cargo of paying passengers, too hot to handle. All five drowned.
6: Nice organization. Yeah.
5: One identified his uncle in the United States, who apparently was helping make arrangements. Find and question Emilio Delgada, the Bronx. Take on that name, real.
11: Emilio Delgado.
5: Uh, Delgada. Oh,
11: uh, Delgado,
5: right. I'm working with police lieutenant named Vieira... Just for the record, please check on him for me. You got that, Ruth?
4: Yeah.
5: Here's some more. Perez at pet shop, very cooperative. I'm counting heavily on him to furnish hot lead. I'm on way back to Mazimbra now to talk to Perez again. We'll keep you informed. <laughs>
7: In. Ah, Signor Mitchell. Lieutenant Vera, I, uh, I'm worried. Jim? I've been counting on Perez at the pet shop to give me some hot information he hinted at yesterday.
10: Perez? Hmm.
7: As soon as we got back from Villarreal last night, I went to his parrot palace and he wasn't there. I've been there on an awful day today and he still hasn't shown up. Jim, he has shown up, Signor Mitchell?
10: Oh, has he? Well, that's good. No, no, it is not good. What do you mean? This afternoon... A fisherman saw something floating in the bay. A man, based down. It was Paris.
1: In just a moment, our star Brian Donlevy returns as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment. Here's a message for the technically-minded young men of America. The armed forces of the United States want volunteers... Volunteers for the greatest scientific enterprise in history. Volunteers for the world's greatest educational program. The new scientific armed forces offer training in dozens of technical specialties radar, radio, diesel, jet propulsion, aviation, and many, many others. So if you're thinking of an active career, a vital career, think of the United States Armed Forces. the National Broadcasting Company brings you Act Two of Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell. (laughs) The time, four hours later, the place, the Commissioner's office in the United States.
6: I finally got hold of Steve, Commissioner.
1: He's on the line. Thanks, Ruth. Steve. Hello,
5: Commissioner. We located Emilio Delgado in the Bronx... First, he wouldn't talk, but when we told him his nephew had been murdered trying to get out of Portugal, he opened up.
7: Oh, did he put the finger on the stateside branch of the racket?
5: It's a small travel bureau in New York. Delgali gave them $3,000, and they promised to smuggle his nephew into the United States. I see. Incidentally, I checked on Lieutenant Vieira. His record is excellent.
7: Good. I figured it was, but I didn't want to take any chances. Now,
5: Steve, we close in on the travel bureau in New York the gang in Portugal will slip away from us.
7: Oh, don't close in on the travel bureau yet, Commissioner. I tell you, send one of your agents there to arrange transportation for a relative over here in Portugal.
5: Relative? What do you mean? Me. What?
7: I'm going to use the name Nick Grado. Grotto, G-R-A-D-O, Grotto. for the record. I'm going to pass as a minor mobster deported last year.
5: Steve, think of the danger.
7: I'm thinking of Alan Prescott dangling at the end of that bell rope. Now, look, I'm going
5: to Lisbon and register at the Lagos Hotel under the name of Nick Grotto. So long, Commissioner. Hi, Steve! Well, I hope he knows what he's doing. Ruth. Yes, Commissioner? Which of our agents looks the most like a gangster?
6: Summers. He looks pretty rugged.
5: Okay. We'll send him to that travel bureau in New York. Summers will pose as the brother of Nick Grodo in Portugal. He'll offer the travel bureau $3,000 to smuggle Grotto into this country.
3: Draw the money out of a special account. Are and... uh, you in charge of this travel bureau? Well, I want to arrange some transportation. Oh, for yourself? No, my brother in Portugal. Well, that's simple. We represent several steamship companies and... Uh, you don't understand. My brother was in the rackets over here and got deported to Portugal last year. Oh. Well, that kind of transportation is very difficult to arrange and... Uh expensive. here's uh, 3,000 cash says you can arrange it. May take a long time. He can wait. Okay. What's your brother's name? Nick Grodo. He's staying at the Lagos Hotel in Lisbon. Okay. Forget you were ever here. We'll make all the arrangements. Your brother will be contacted at the Lagos Hotel in Lisbon. <laughs>
7: Yeah?
5: Your name, Nick Grado. Who are you? Bogota. You want to take a trip, Grado? Trip? Your brother in America arranged it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm all packed up. Do not carry any identification. You have your money and valuables? Yeah, right here on me, Bogota. Good. The car is outside. Where are we going? To the cliffs overlooking the sea. mesimbra. Cliffs? See. There's a cave at the waterline. You will wait for
8: the boat there. Okay, let's go. Hey,
7: look, Bogota. Climbing down the side of a cliff in the dark is not my idea of fun. How about a light? No. We are almost there.
8: To your right a little.
7: Okay.
8: You see the entrance now?
7: Yeah. Pretty well hidden, isn't it? You see. Hey, there's enough room inside the entrance to dock a boat. See.
8: Follow the ledge you are on. Into the cave. Okay.
7: Quite a place. It serves our purpose. Wait a minute. There's a light up ahead. See si, the other passengers. Oh. How many are there on this trip? Two others. <laughs> Business falling off? It is good enough, Grano. Who
9: is there? Mm, here we are. Who is it? Bogota. Old man.
7: Are you one of the passengers?
9: Sim, I am Pimentel.
7: Uh, Nick Grado's my name.
9: Where is the other one? The girl.
7: Girl? Here.
11: Here I am. Oh, I... Uh, uh, Senor Prado, did you say?
7: Uh Yeah. Senorita?
11: Maria is enough.
9: All of you
5: stay here. I'm going to hide the car. Or go,
9: How oh, much longer must we wait here? It's not for you to ask questions, old man.
11: Well, Senor you know Steve Micho. Maria Delgada,
7: the grief stricken sister.
11: So you are supposed to be Nick Grado. What are you doing here, Senor Micho?
7: I was just going to ask you the same thing, Maria.
11: When you and Lieutenant Vieira told me about my brother's murder. I knew I could not rest until I found out who killed him.
7: Oh, Bogota doesn't know who you are?
11: No, and he will not unless you tell him.
7: Look, you keep your mouth shut about me and I'll do likewise.
11: See, si. it is a promise, signor.
7: Quiet, here comes the
9: old man.
11: Wait, wait,
9: all he do is Wait. Bogota say how long we stay here? Until the boss comes with the boat, he said, but he would not tell me when that would be. Did he say who the boss was? No.
11: Pimentel, you do not look so good. Why you don't try to rest?
9: Oh, thank you for your kindness, senorita. I'm sick and an old man, but everything will be all right when I get to America. Everything. Means a lot to you, huh? It is what I'm living for, senor. Mm.
7: Say... How far back does this cave go, anyway?
11: Bogota told us to stay on this ledge and not to go back any farther. He said that narrow channel below winds back and ends against a solid wall of rock.
7: The front entrance, the only one, huh?
11: That is what he said.
7: Well, looks like nothing's due to happen tonight. I think we all better get a little sleep. Senor, wake up. Eh? Oh,
5: Bogota. It's past noon. Wake up. You, old man. Wake up.
11: Bogota. Oh,
5: what is the meaning of this? Take all the money and valuables out of your pockets. Pile them on the rock here.
7: Hey, what is this? What are you doing with that gun? Cuz I say.
8: All of you. And as for you, Senor Mitchell. Mitchell? Say, si, we know who you are.
7: Well, thanks for tipping them off, Maria.
11: I did not tell them, Stephen. I swear he... The
7: boss wishes to talk to you, Mitchell. The boss? When did he arrive?
8: I came in my boat while you were asleep, Mitchell.
7: What? Perez? Hey, what is this? The police told me you were dead.
8: The real Perez (laughs) is dead, Mitchell. Real Perez?
7: Wait a minute. You mean when I talked to you in Perez's pet shop... I had just killed
8: Perez before you came in. You assumed I was Perez. I played along with you. After you left, I threw his body in the bay.
7: Great. So you're the boy who's running this racket.
8: A profitable one, I assure you. Yeah, and a
7: vicious one. You get the passengers out here. You take their money and kill them. Instead of a ticket to the United States, they get a ticket to the morgue.
8: What? You you mean we will not be taken to America? (laughs) What do you think, old man? Come, Bogota. We will go back to the entrance.
7: What happens now? For
8: the present, you will all wait here. And, Senor Mitchell, I would not advise you to an attempt on escape. There's only one entrance to this cave, and Bogota and I will be guarding that entrance with guns.
11: If they are going to kill us, why don't they do it now? Look at them, sitting at the entrance to the cave like two vultures. What are they waiting for?
7: That's what I've been trying to figure out. It's almost 6 p.m. I will never see America...
9: It was just a dream. It's all over for me. Bogota, you fool. Do not light your
8: cigarette here in the entrance. The launch will see you.
9: The launch? Hey, that's what they're waiting for.
8: What?
7: Lieutenant Vieira said the police launch patrols the coast every day at sunset. Police launch? Yeah. Perez is probably waiting until after the launch goes by so that our bodies won't be discovered until tomorrow. I could only figure out a way to attract the launch's attention. But
11: what good would that do, Steve? Bogota and Paris would shoot us.
7: Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Chris says there was no back entrance to this cave, didn't he? See. He was lying. How you know? Look at the smoke from my cigarette.
11: What about it?
7: See what happens to it?
11: Well, it just goes straight up in the air, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
7: for a way. But then it starts drifting towards the front entrance. That means there's a draft up there. The draft could be caused by a back entrance.
11: Steve, but how can we find it?
7: Well, listen. Yeah, a boat. Probably the police launch. Whatever we do, we got to do in a hurry. As soon as the launch goes by, we're dead
9: pigeons. No, senor. What? I, old Pimentel, will help you. And God willing, I will save you. What are you talking about? I will go to the front entrance and call for help. Are you crazy? Perez would kill you. Sim, but the noise and flashes of the gun might summon police. Now, look. Senor, what happens to me is not important. I'm old, sick. With this way, perhaps, I can prevent Perez from taking the dreams of others and ruining them. As she did mine. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> no, senor. This is the best way. Pimentel, come back.
11: Pimentel, what are you doing? Get back. Police! the okay, boy! Steve, don't go. It is too late to oh. help oh. him now.
8: Bogota, you fool. They heard in the police launch. They are coming. Now take the boat out and lead them away. I'll take care of Mitchell and the girl. I'll meet you at the rear
7: entrance. Rear entrance? So there is one. Come on, Maria, this is our chance. Yeah. Hey, wait, right the ledge ends here. Okay, Maria, come on into this channel.
8: Nicole! Stop, Nicole! Steve.
7: You can't see us in the dark, Maria. He's just shooting blind. Keep going.
4: I
11: can't see a thing, Steve. It is so dark in here. The water is up to my waist. Yeah,
7: these walls are getting closer together, too. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, great. Solid rock. What? Yeah, this is the end of the line. We took the wrong turn back there somewhere.
11: Yeah. Hmm? Listen, Paris is still after us.
7: Yeah. And
11: well, we can't just sit here and wait for him to kill us.
7: Maria, keep talking. What? Keep talking as if I were with you. Repeat what you've been saying. I'm going to backtrack and wait for him.
11: All right. Steve, what can we do? We, we cannot go any farther. It is a blind alley. Paris is getting closer Steve. You're right,
8: senorita.
11: Oh.
8: Paris is getting closer. And there is nothing ahead of you but solid rock.
11: Did you hear that? <laughs> it is Paris.
8: Steve, sí. and the two of you are caught like rats in a trap. I have... Picked. Mitchell, yeah. A gun's not going to do you any good underwater, Perez. I do not eat the gun. No, there see. is strength enough in my huh We oh, yeah.
7: can yeah. Steve, we can I, I,
11: I can't. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh. Help, yes. Steve, help me. <laughs>
2: It's okay, Maria.
11: Oh, I. I could not tell which one of you was which thief.
7: Yeah, I was a little in doubt myself for a second or two. Come on, Maria, let's get out of this rat trap. Well, that's about it, Commissioner. Perez is dead, and the police picked up his hired hand, Bogota.
8: Look, Steve, where are you calling
7: from? My hotel room. I'm up here drying out all alone.
5: Stop! You're choking me! Sounds like you're all alone.
7: Oh, that was just a parrot, Commissioner. Parrot? Yeah, from Perez's pet shop. He took a shine to me, I guess. Now,
5: Steve, you can do better
7: than that. No, no, it is a parrot, Commissioner. I'll prove it to you. Look, I taught him something to say to you.
4: Huh?
7: Go ahead, Polly. Polly? Drop dead! Drop dead! Steve! So long, Commissioner.
1: You have just heard the sixth in an exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Dangerous Assignment is written by Bob Reif and directed by Bill Karn, with music by Bruce Ashley. Be with us again next week at this same time when Brian Donlevy, starring as Steve Mitchell, will embark on another Dangerous Assignment. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.
0: Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.